0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 28th, 2021, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, I'll be looking at this weekend's Star Trek events, but first, we'll be looking at three members of our Star Trek family, who sadly passed away recently. I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Okay, so before we start, I'm going to be honest here and let you know that this show is not necessarily the most fun one today. But it's important to remember those that have helped make Star Trek the wonderful place that it is. First up, Kellum DeForest, a key researcher and technical advisor for Star Trek, the original series, passed away on January 19th due to complications from COVID 19. He was 94 years old. A memorial piece written by NASA historian Glenn Swanson and published in the Space Review shared some of the fascinating details of his life from an interview he did with DeForest in December of 2019. A native of Santa Barbara, DeForest moved to Los Angeles in the early 1950s and created the Kellum DeForest Research Company. As the sole employee, he performed legal and historical research for television productions. During his time with Star Trek, he made numerous contributions to the series, such as creating the format for the well-known Stardate. In Swanson's interview, DeForest shared that The Cage, Star Trek's pilot episode, Included a dating system based on the Gregorian calendar. It was DeForest who suggested that using the Julian calendar would not only be more precise, but more futuristic. This insight led to the numerical star date format still in use on Star Trek today. If it were not for the DeForest Research Company, it's also very possible that Arena, the original series season one episode featuring the Gorn, might not have been produced. Swanson noted that a researcher had discovered a very similar story from American fiction author Frederick Brown. Brown's story was also named Arena, and as a result, there was some scurrying around thinking of what to do, DeForest said in the interview. They eventually contacted the author, bought the story rights, and went ahead with the production of the episode. Aside from Star Trek, DeForest worked on other hit shows such as Gunsmoke, The Twilight Zone, and countless others. After retiring from the entertainment industry, DeForest returned to Santa Barbara, becoming an outspoken advocate for the preservation of the historical and cultural heritage of the area. He's survived by his three children, Anne, Carmeg, and Elizabeth and their spouses, with six grandchildren. Next up, notable sitcom actor and Star Trek guest star Gregory Sierra has passed away, According to a piece in Deadline, a family spokesman said that Sierra died on January 4th due to complications from cancer. He was 83. Star Trek fans will know Sierra from his role as Entek in the Star Trek Deep Space Nine season 3 episode Second Skin. He was the Cardassian and member of the secretive Obsidian Order, who kidnapped Major Kira and altered her appearance to look like the daughter of a suspected member of the Cardassian Underground. Before and after Star Trek, Sierra was a prolific television actor, best known for his roles as Julio Fuentes on Sanford and Son, and Sergeant Amon Gual on Barney Miller. He also had memorable roles in Soap, Miami Vice, and Murder, She Wrote. Sierra is survived by his wife, Helene. And finally, another death that has hit the Star Trek family particularly hard. Richard Arnold, longtime Star Trek archivist, has passed away at the age of 66. The news was announced by Star Trek designer Mike Okuda on Twitter on the morning of January 26th. In the tweet, Okuda said, We have just learned the sad news that Richard Arnold has passed away. Richard loved Star Trek and was president of Grace Lee Whitney's fan club before becoming an assistant to Gene Roddenberry at Paramount, where he served as Star Trek archivist for many years. He was 66. Several Trek stars weighed in on Arnold's death. Star Trek The Next Generation's Denise Crosby said, I am so sad hearing this news. I know he had struggled with his health for the past years. Richard was my sounding board as I made Trekkies, and was a wonderful advisor and friend to our film. He knew more than anyone, all things Trek. Marina Sirtis called him a dear friend, and said, I remember once he held a plane for me in St. Louis, as my flight in was delayed, and he knew that I had to be on set the next morning. I don't know how he did it, but I made it to work the next day. Star Trek Picard's Jonathan Del Arco said, Richard was my Trek mentor. He generously introduced me to all the promoters and got my convention career started when I was just 25. Very sad to see this today. Farewell, friend. William Shatner expressed his condolences, too, saying, Richard was a longtime volunteer for my charity horse show event. Very sorry to learn of his passing. Star Trek executive producer Rod Roddenberry, son of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry, also made an emotional post on Instagram, remembering Arnold. He said, The Federation flag must fly at half-mast today to honor the passing of Richard Arnold. Among a sea of suits pitching ideas, Richard's voice was the one my father most often listened to, because Richard listened to the fans. He was also someone that both my father and I truly loved. Roddenberry went on to explain that while his father considered Arnold a friend and confidant, he grew up to have his own personal friendship with him, too. He was family, Roddenberry said. The loss of Richard, both for me personally and for the world of Star Trek, is ineffable. If you'd like to learn more about Arnold and his work with Star Trek, check out Mission Log podcast, Supplemental Episode 14, where John Champion and Ken Ray interviewed Arnold about just that. Please join me in sending condolences to the families of all three men. Now I've got the weekend's online events here in just a moment, but first I just want to remind you that this show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Your financial support helps us cover recurring costs like hosting and distribution, and it also helps us invest in the future, finding better ways to bring you more of the Star Trek news you need to know wherever you are. To find out more, just head to patreon.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. You can contribute from just a dollar a month, and with a 16% discount on an annual membership, you can support us for a whole year for around $10. That's patreon.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News, and a big thanks to you for supporting this show. Right, next up, it's events. And well, kids... The longest January on record is officially coming to a close. How about you join me in a celebratory virtual Star Trek event or three? <laughs> First up, the Deadline virtual screening series is hosting a Star Trek Discovery panel this evening with executive producers Alex Kurtzman and Michelle Paradise and series star Sinequa Martin-Green. The event runs for three hours from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Time, and while registration asks for credentials, I successfully registered as non affiliated. To find out more and how to register, visit Deadline Hollywood on Facebook or head to Star Trek Discovery 2021.splashthat.com. Then on Saturday, January 30th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, B5 Events is hosting Joanna Cassidy who Star Trek fans will know as Tales from Star Trek Enterprise, but who I'll always think of as Dolores from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The event is hosted by longtime Star Trek stuntwoman and actor Patricia Tallman and costs $29.99 for early bird general admission. For more and to purchase tickets, head to b5events.com. Finally, on Saturday, January 30th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, it's another GalaxyCon live event. This time it's with Denise Crosby, Jonathan Frakes, and Marina Sirtis from Star Trek The Next Generation. As per usual, registration is free but required, and you can also purchase autographs or one-on-one video sessions. For more, visit GalaxyCon.com. And of course, don't forget to join me tomorrow afternoon, Friday at 1pm Pacific Time, for the live show Daily Star Trek Views on YouTube. This week I'm starting a re-watch of Star Trek Lower Decks in celebration of it finally being available in Europe. This week it's the premiere episode, Second Contact. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Head to youtube.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. If you have an online event or a gathering that you'd like for me to promote on the show, then please let me know. How are you getting together with your fellow Trekkies without leaving the house? Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek news is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson and events by Marina Kravchuk. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And finally, please make sure you're signed up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter at treknews.com forward slash contact. Get all the day's Star Trek news delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and the answer to this week's trivia. I'm Allison Pitt live long, and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.